Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. Welcome in to a Sunday morning, a brunch edition of Purple Daily here. We're letting executive producer Declan sleep in. I think we know what time he probably stayed out to last night on a Saturday and so it's Phil Mackey, it's Judd Zolgad, and this is Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And, oh boy, the Vikings, like it can never just be, all right, everything's fine going into training camp, and we're just going to smooth sail our way through preseason games, and like there's always something that has to happen. And so um, last night, Vikings have four quarterbacks on the training camp roster. Kirk Cousins, um, Kellen Mond tested positive for COVID because Kirk Cousins is a close contact and not vaccinated. He has to sit out in quarantine now for at least five days. We're going to get into all of that from a football perspective and Mike Zimmer putting guys on notice. But Judd, the guy that benefited the most from all of this chaos, it was a sink or swim. You're the only quarterback on the roster. You're going to get all the reps. You're going to have thousands of fans watching you and people watching on NFL Network. Jake Browning last night rose up to the occasion. What were your observations on uh, Jake Browning's great practice under the lights last night? Um, My first thought is this. Is Jake Browning's right arm still attached to the rest of Jake? (laughs) Because I swear to God, that guy must have thrown, like in total, so all drills, team drills, individuals, uh, he must have thrown a hundred passes. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. But my observation of him is I think that this is going to go a long way with the coaching staff and in the locker room of sucking things up. And keep in mind too, there is a reason why teams take four quarterbacks to camp. Like there's that much work to be done. Uh, Nate Stanley is not on the roster because the Vikings see him as a future uh, Tom Brady or a future Manning. He's on the roster because, you know, just like I, I guess the parallel is catchers in spring training in baseball. Yeah. Like you always have a ton because there's a lot of work to be done. And you yeah, can't the, the ask, pitchers have to throw the ball to somebody. Yeah. Like, and you can't, but and yeah. you can't ask like two guys, hey, throw all the passes. So I think that what just from a standpoint of being there, being reliable and then coming through with a pretty damn good night he got off to a little bit of a rough start but that's fine who cares um i think he really impressed people because 
that could have gone sideways. Like he could have looked terrible. He could have been like, I I'm tired. I can't do all of this. Uh, and mentally I thought he came out and proved himself. So I'm willing to bet the teammates and also coaches were very impressed by that. Uh, and then, you know what, Phil, as the practice progressed, he made some nice passes. He put, so he, he made two deep passes down the sideline that I was standing down and damn near got killed. Um, Find that video on Score North yes. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, he, he made a pass to Thielen. Uh, Justin Jefferson caught a really nice pass, a tough catch, too, in the end zone. And so there was a lot to like there. And I look, I have no idea if he ultimately is going to start eventually in this league. I have no idea at this point given the circumstances of what transpired last night if he is going to be the backup qb because there's a case to be made now that if you're the vikings you're going to be on the phone today saying you know what this thing with kirk could repeat itself more than once so i don't know if you want to put jake browning in that situation that you yeah. did last night in a game but just as far as, as a guy who spent two years on the practice squad was not drafted, and then the Vikings paid a pretty penny to to get him. Uh, I was really impressed because that could have gone in a, a lot of different directions, and we could have seen balls spiked into the turf and throws sail in, into the stands, and a very Josh Freeman and Giant Stadium scene repeat itself, and we didn't. So people might forget this, and I, I am not suggesting by any means that Jake Browning is like, all of a sudden going to become this 10-year starting quarterback because of one practice last night. But in his sophomore year, he was a four-year starter. He started damn near 40 games. In fact, he did. He started, no, he, I'm sorry. He started 12, 14, 16. Um, man, he started like 50 games in the Pac-12 at Washington. It's, it's, you'll be hard-pressed to find a quarterback that has started more college games than Jake Browning, who was a 12-game starter as a freshman. His sophomore year in the Pac-12, he threw for 3,400 yards in 14 games, 43 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. And after that season, there was a lot of buzz about, wow, okay, like this dude could be first, second-round draft-type material, and then his junior year plays out, senior year play out, um, and he just, like, he never even got to 20 touchdowns in the season, so his draft stock fell. And now he's been, but he's been grinding along as a practice squad guy. And so, you know, I, I did just for fun last night. This was, this was just a survey of Vikings Twitter to find out what do you think Mike Zimmer thinks right now after being told two hours before that night practice, basically, oh, hey, um, on national TV in front of thousands of paying Vikings fans in a win now season in which your job is on the line and you always feel anxiety anyways, uh, you have one quarterback tonight. Your starting quarterback is going to be out for the, at least the next five days based on NFL protocol. Right. And so I tweeted out, if you gave Mike Zimmer truth serum and a big glass of red wine right now, who would he say he wants as his starting quarterback right after the practice last night? Jake Browning or Kirk Cousins? This is not who is the better quarterback, okay? This is Mike Zimmer in a moment of truth, mm -hmm. pissed at the world and pissed at his quarterback for you know, being in this situation. And 57% of people said Jake Browning, 43% said Kirk Cousins. <laughs> what do you like? Like, I'm, again, this is not who's the better quarterback. Right. This is in that moment last night, if you could have said, Mike, who's starting the first 10 games of the season, right. Jake Browning or Kirk Cousins, would he have paused? <laughs> I think he would say, get me a veteran quarterback who's vaxxed. 
Yeah. Which might not be possible, but that's what he would say. But I mean, he was his press conference um, that, that he did at five o'clock central and the practice started around seven fifteen was interesting because he's clearly frustrated and ticked, but he wasn't necessarily in like a terrible mood. And I think it was sort of a, so here's the one, here's the one thing about last night that I think the Vikings have to be hoping, and it might not happen, but they have to be hoping that this was a wake up call as far as not a, not a vax discussion, but as far as a availability one. This is so, this has become a, fo- a football. This is, a fo- this is purely discussion. football. Kirk Cousins, right or wrong, and and like I'm not even going to debate this because this show we talk about football. But Kirk Cousins, right or wrong, could have practiced last night even after close contact with Mond if he was vaxxed. So what last night did was, and I don't know if it will be used or not, but Phil, it gave you a window into what can happen and it wasn't a hypothetical well if this right last night was firsthand i mean we saw it and these are the league's rules and i don't think they're changing um if you wake up if if you know a teammate gets sick and you've had close contact and let's say it's the sunday morning of week one you're out you're out for that game and And right now and you're out for and i've got the protocol you're out for the next week of practice minimum. But the point is, last night could have been incredibly constructive just as far as a football football player who's paid millions to play football seeing what the true ramifications are. So we are no we are no longer spitballing of let's say this happens, let's say that happens. And I wonder if some ways Mike looked at that and said, I'd far prefer to have this happen on a night that we have a scrimmage than a day that we're about to Mm -hmm. play the Chicago Bears. Yep, and again, like, and you wrote the column on scorenorth.com if people want to check out Judd's written training camp work. This has, this discussion, I know people, and and we got a ton of feedback last week from you guys on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. You guys need to keep politics out of this. Well, here's the problem. This is no longer a political discussion. This is an NFL protocol discussion, an availability, can you play football discussion. And that's the direction Mike Zimmer has taken it too. Mike Zimmer is not sitting here having religious and political discussions and and whatnot. Um, but these are some of the things he said last night. He said, "I can't talk in detail because that's how the new protocols work." But this is why people should get vaccinated. And and what he means is this is why my football players should right. be vaccinated, right? Absolutely he's not telling correct. you. He's not telling you in your you know. You know, you live in Blaine, Minnesota. Like he's not trying to. He's saying, "I need my quarterback. I need my. I need Harrison Smith. Yes. I need Adam Thielen, and I need Kirk Cousins to be available to play football games. Because if they aren't, I'm going to get fired, and we aren't going to push for a Super Bowl." And, and he also said something like, "This happens built. the day before a game and a chance to make the playoffs, and you're screwed." Everything that Mike says now is through is through one lens: football. So, like, it comes off as this, everyone get vaxxed. And I don't know if he cares about that one bit. He cares about football. And so football. that's, yeah. And look, calling a spade a spade, three very important people with that team, their jobs could ride, very well could ride, on 2021. Rick Spielman, Zimmer for sure, and Kirk Cousins. And I don't know. I don't know how far down the road of the discussion the Vikings are going to be comfortable going with Kirk. My guess is very far. 
But the reality is if this doesn't go well and the expectations, you are not going to, I don't think you're going to get the 2020 pandemic mulligan again. Oh man, it was tough. You know, bring us all back and we'll show you. I think the expectations now, fair or not, are reset to to previous years, which is we're a football team. We expect a, a lot. And by the way, we redid the entire defense. Like the entire house has been redone in some ways. And so if this fails, I, I don't know if Rick gets fired, but I can tell you right now, I think Mike does, and I think Kirk's gone. Yeah. And and the other thing Kirk has to, from a football perspective, the other thing that he has to keep in mind, because he loves to crush it when it comes to contracts. Like, he loves to get the big contract. If Kirk Cousins refuses to get vaxxed, and let's just say, let's just pick out, he misses two, th- three games. He, he never gets sick, but just at different times he can't play, okay? His next contract he's not going to crush it because teams are one going to say you're good, but you're a definite, well, hell now a tier three guy potentially, which is, which is not tier two. And the second part, Phil, is they're also going to say you did not do something in the best interest of the football team. And that, and that's where, that's where football's weird. A lot of, of Republicans, I think, and people that lean towards non-vax lean way more towards football who are involved in football so, like, their line is drawn with the most important thing is what you did for the team. So, executives look at that. So, I'm just saying the the way that I would appeal to Kirk is forget the politics, forget the religion. If you want to crush your next contract, which he's counting on doing, you've got to be able to play. And I, I don't know how much more I can strip out beliefs from this. Because I'm saying what a GM would say, or a coach. By the way, here's the NFL protocol. Because, again, this is like Mike Zimmer made it very clear last night. This is about, I need you guys to be available. Need you guys to be available. And so if you're vaccinated, and this, you know, and this is why I think a lot of people are saying, well, Kellen, because Kellen Mond apparently is vaccinated, and, and he, he was one of the breakthrough COVID cases. And yes, there are breakthrough COVID cases, uh, but in terms of damage being done and hospital beds being filled and deaths over the last you know six months, a lot more damage is being done to people that don't have the vaccine to people that do. Now, if you don't, again, this is a free country. You don't. No one's forcing you to take the vaccine. No one's forcing Kirk Cousins to take the vaccine. The NFL isn't forcing Kirk Cousins to take the vaccine. But the NFL can put protocol in place, you know, to keep other players safe or to keep other players on the field, et cetera, right? And so this is the protocol that's been put in place. If you're vaccinated and you come in close contact with someone, Kellen Mond, who tested positive, if you test negative and you're vaccinated, boom, go on the practice field right now. You can go practice, which is what would have happened last night, right? If, if you come in close contact with Kelamond, oop, that might be a problem. Let's test you. Okay, you're negative and you're vaxxed. You go out and practice in front of those fans. If you're not vaxxed and you test negative and you're asymptomatic, so you're, you test negative and you're asymptomatic, but you're unvaxxed, you still have to sit out and quarantine for at least five days since the latest uh, point of exposure with that player. So no matter what, like if you're, this is again, football perspective here. Okay. I'm not sitting here on this show. Judd's not sitting here on this show. Like we know that people from all walks of life and religion and political background 
come into the same room because you're a Vikings fan, all right? But if this happens, let's say, four or five times throughout the year where someone tests positive or you came in close contact with someone off the field that, um, that tested positive, whatever, you at minimum have to sit out five days. Now, if you have, if your test is also positive, now we're talking about like 10, we're talking about missing one or two games. So again, like the likely, the likelihood of you sitting out multiple games or practices is a lot higher if you're unvaxxed. And that is what Mike Zimmer cares about in this yes. instance. Yes. The probability of him having to start a backup quarterback or have Harrison Smith out or have to go down to Chad Beebe as a wide receiver or something, you know. So, I mean, it's a really and, – and Vikings aren't the only team going through this, but, like, Mike Zimmer came out and put his team on blast last night, and this thing's about to get more uncomfortable as we go forward. So, I don't know. And but good thing Jake Browning rose to the occasion. That's all I can say. <laughs> the other thing to keep in, in mind, too, from, from this is this one. So, we know for a fact that there are several players on this team who aren't vaxxed. And because they didn't come in close contact with Mond, they could and did practice last night. But this goes back to, Phil, the fact that this is going to, and I'm not saying it's the Vikings, but it's going to happen. This is going to tear, at least I think in my opinion, a couple locker rooms and teams apart. And don't give me this training camp garbage of we're all a family. We all, you know, we're all in it to win it. Well, that's all fine until guys can't play. And, I think what Mike said last night, while I totally get it, and I get his frustration, there's another conversation to be had here. Because I guarantee you, that did not, what Mike said last night in putting people on blast, I don't think was applauded by everybody. Like, Kirk, Kirk, I'm sure, is not pleased, and heck, is probably upset by it. But I'm talking other non-vax players. So, like, this is the problem here. I'm, I'm just... I'd rather not talk about this because it's just it gets into so much murky territory and I get that. But the reality is this is this is becoming and has become now as big a storyline in the 2021 season, especially for a team with big expectations as anything, as anything like the old um, panic Judd, right? Like I could talk about what if Kirk gets hurt, which I've talked about before because they don't really have a backup besides Jake. But you know what? Since 2015, he's missed one start in his career since then. And it, that came because the Vikings in 2019 had a playoff spot locked up and they could sit him. So he has essentially not missed a start since 2016. So Panic Judd being concerned about Kirk being hurt is, is yeah, it eventually could happen, but odds are it probably won't happen. As we saw last night, We've now gone into an area of something that very well could take place. And and I mean, Phil, if you're the Vikings this morning, okay, if you are Rick Spielman, Rob Brzezinski, Zimmer, Clint Kubiak, the whole crew, and you sit down and talk, what do you start to say about what they should do here? Because I mean, you can't just you can't just say, Well, we like Browning and we're a feel-good team. So if he has to play, it'll be good for him. Like, this is not that year. Last year was sort of that year, right? So, like, what is your what is your strategy or thought process? Because in some way, shape, or form, I think this has to be addressed to a certain degree. But my problem is, I don't know how you address it. Well, Chris Thomason has some news. 
Breaking news during the bum, bum. Purple Daily recording of this. Here, I'll, bum, I'll, hit, football. I'll hit you with it right here. Joe Namath has signed with the I don't know what you're so worried about. God, you get all worked up over this stuff, but Chris Thomason has the elixir. The Vikings have started the process of looking to bring in another quarterback this week, and I'm told a strong possible candidate now is Case Cookus. Who is undrafted hey, in 2020? I know it's a podcast, but watch your language, okay? <laughs> There's children so, who watch this. I had to Google his, so he doesn't even have he doesn't even have a stat page on on College Football Reference. I was like, is this? Did someone feed Chris Thomason bad information to make him look bad? It's like, is Case Cookus just a fake name? It's it's Case with a C, Cookus, C O O K U S, undrafted in 2020 out of northern Arizona and spent some off-season time last year with the Giants and with the Broncos earlier this year. Stephen Case Cookus. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. He's got a Wikipedia page. He's good. He does, yeah. So he all right, so he played five years. He must have got hurt one of these years. He must have had some sort of a injury redshirt because um, he played parts of five years with northern Arizona. He put up 12,000 yards passing. He actually said, okay, in his, and this is an FCS school. He put up 4,000 yards in 12 games in 2019 at, at Northern Arizona, 31 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So, hey, he can throw the ball, and you know what? The Vikings don't need him to play in an actual regular season game. They need him for the next handful of days at practice. Today they have an off day, so that's good. And then uh, starting tomorrow, they, they might need Case Cookus to throw about 50 passes to the second and third teamers. Just going through different drills, right? Yes. So, yeah. Wow, there's your solution. Jake Browning and Case Cookus, baby. Let's get it. Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> well, they, they haven't need, signed him yet. but Well, they probably need another. So they, Because uh, Stanley's out, too. They're probably going to need another quarterback as well as Case to come in just to throw passes. I, I mean, you probably well, do they have some three. sort of – like, I, I'm guessing like we have to figure out when was the last point of contact with Kellen Mond, probably on Friday – Maybe Thursday. It depends on when they found out. So they would need five days. So let's right. let's say it was Friday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Thursday, if Friday was the last point of contact, Thursday would right. be the like, first day that those like guys can come back. Yes. So is there like they're going to have to bring in a second well, quarterback for sure? Is there like an assistant coach that can throw some passes? The quarterback coach is a southpaw. Was throwing some last night. Got a cannon for an arm. Great really? arm. So perhaps he can. Perhaps he can start. Uh, that brings us to another part of this rule and, and just how punitive not being vaxxed is. Kellen Mond, who has a breakthrough case, could technically, if in the next 48 hours he, he now returns to negative tests, could be back on the field. Before the other guys. Before the other guys <laughs> who aren't vaxxed but don't have it necessarily. So, God. But I, these, are oh example, these are examples of – and I, I – I get tweets back about, you know, the NFL's out a lot. Hey, we didn't make the rules. I'm just yeah. saying those are the rules, and I don't think that this league is going to back off those rules. They've got – they when this league, Phil, as we both know, when they have a hammer, they take it and hit you over the head repeatedly with it. And in this case, they've got the hammer. Hey, let me ask you this about the Browning-Mond thing because, you know, Mond has had some – You've you've looked at his throwing motion too, and that, like he doesn't, he's certainly not ready to like play in an NFL game as a starter for a team that wants to win a bunch of games. And the, the whole idea in the first place was for him to just sit behind Kirk all season. 
Did last night pretty much solidify, barring injury, assuming everyone is back and healthy and COVID-free or whatever, yep. that Jake Browning is this team's backup quarterback after last night? Like, is there any question in your mind? Zero question. Zero question. The only way I think that he's not is if they now panic and go and try and sign a veteran who has more experience. I mean, Blake Bortles is Blake available. Bortles, I was just going to bring that up. That That's a name. Yeah, he, he just got let go by the Packers. So... And it wouldn't shock me. Like the one thing with Mike is, as as much as I'm sure Zim appreciates Jake Browning's efforts last night, I can't believe he's not panicked about this kid's. You know, never taken a snap in a regular season game before. But if they don't do that, there, there was if if I was seventy five percent sure before yesterday, and I was that Browning was going to be the backup, I'm now at 95% sure. I yeah. mean, Mond is going to, to be the third guy, and I will repeat this again, it's a good idea. Like, the Kellen Mond thing was not meant to be, oh, I hope he can step in in 2021. So, in, in that case, I will defend the Vikings and say, I think that they are doing the right thing because Mond needs work on his fundamentals. And, and everything I've been told about him, Phil, is he's got the attributes mentally that you love. Like he he's a sponge. He wants to learn. He works hard. So this is not a, it can't work. But I think he knows and the team knows it's going to, to take time. And so rushing him can do nothing but bad. So, so allow him to learn, be a sponge on and off the field. Let's come back in 2022 and see if he's prepared to play. But, yeah, I'm at 95% sure that Jake Browning will be the week one backup unless they bring in someone else. Yep. Mike Zimmer loves toughness and reliability, right? He loves when guys rise to the occasion in moments of adversity. And I think Jake Browning scored a lot of points last mm-hmm. night with the coaching staff, Mike Zimmer, and even with his teammates. So they they showered him with water after the game was over on the field or after practice was over, according to the things I was seeing. His, I'm telling you, his arm probably fell off. So he basically got a Gatorade bath last night because he, he made it through him. a two-hour practice. Dude, he threw – I've never seen this in my life. One quarterback in a training camp practice who throws every single yeah. pass. And by the yeah. way, they passed a lot last night. That's nuts. So was he just – because I'm sure at certain points they had like two or three different things going on, right? They really didn't. They, they were just running plays? They just ran plays. Okay. Yeah, in fact, I'm sure they scaled it back differently because of, of that. But they didn't really shorten it up by a ton. So it's not it's – not, you know, Zim, we're not backing off, right? And my defense needs the practice. So yeah. I'm telling well, you, yeah. this guy, they, they did work on run plays occasionally. Uh, but I'm just telling you, there was a lot of Jake Browning passes. Um, I mean, that's the thing, too. And, and by the way, we're, there's a million other observations. We're going we're gonna to do Purple After Dark tonight, and so we'll get into, like, my biggest question is going to be, why are we still doing this Dakota Dozier thing? Like, oh, what? there's a lot of that to, to get into. Uh, plus, I can t- tell you about a little trick play I saw along with like 4,000 people or 2,000 people. So, so why are they all of a sudden like there was a period there where reporters weren't allowed to even like – basically you guys had to be blindfolded at practice. I don't think we're supposed to talk about it. But but you guys are like filming plays. Thought, yeah, well, they can't stop you. But, that, but they used to. They used to say for, for like the TV camera guys – you have to stop filming after individual. I training, oh, I, I thought early in training camp you could film the whole thing, and then after like two weeks it got shut down. Okay, I don't, maybe I don't remember right. exactly. But, yeah, my opinion now is it's all fair game. 
Well, yeah, if, so especially, especially if you got if you got four thousand, two thousand fans yeah. with smartphones, like everyone. Yes, but I saw a trick. I, I saw a little trick play last night. Somebody lined oh. up a quarterback. But, but we'll talk about that on Purple After Dark. But real quick, like to your to your point about just Mike Zimmer saying no, we're going to still hold our practice. That's the thing. Like you don't get the the amount of time you get to run actual plays in the NFL offseason and training camp is very minimal. Yes. Like you used to be able to put guys in full pads and mini camp and stuff and run full plays. And yes. now it's like, there's a ramp. You can't do any of that in, in the early part of the off season. And then you have to kind of ramp up in training camp. And so like these coaches only get a certain amount of padded practices and running full plays. And it's precious time because the players have negotiated these practices to be easier. Yep. And so if you're Zimmer and you're like, well, wait a second, I got, I got quarterbacks are going to be out for like five days. I mean, that's literally like 15% of our practice, you know, for the, for the next five weeks, yep. we got to, we still have to do stuff. Like we still have to run plays yeah. in the offense. My defense, Kub- needs, work. My uh, defense needs work. Screw the offense. Yeah. Cl- well, Clint Kubiak is new to yes. his role and everything else. And all these new defenders need to, yeah. Like all these new, the, the Vikings have a bunch of new faces on defense that just need to run plays and reps. Yeah. So, Cam Dantzler ain't improving by be- being told, go home, kid. We can't practice today because we're down three quarterbacks. But I love your point because so training camp on the calendar is still long, right? Like, you know, there, there's a, it's a month or before the season starts. I get that. But compared to the old days, the actual time to work on things on the field is very small. And so mm-hmm. that's exactly right. You can't be – you can't – it's not like canceling the second practice of two a days in 2006. Yeah. Like you have essentially two hours plus each day to work. Uh, and, and the first day that they can be in pads is Monday. And so that takes another important turn too, because then contact is possible. You, you have some contact in what they're doing now, but it's not much. And Phil, if you recall the night practice, which they had last night, used to be like full pads and like thud practices. So not full tackling, but it was aggressive. And, yeah. and in Tice's day, he, he encouraged a competitive practice. I mean, that's still sort of there, but not yes. really. So yeah, your point is is well taken and a great point, which is you can't afford to say Cousins is out, so we shouldn't practice. Uh-uh. It literally is if Jake Browning is the is the only quarterback that we have, then we'll practice with Jake Browning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Eric... I saw was it Eric from PFF, one of the PFF guys mentioned the Vikings. A lot of the Vegas sports books have had the Vikings over under at like eight and a half, uh-huh. which you're thinking, God, that just feels low, right? So they're basically just right on the 500 line. Mm-hmm. Well, those odds makers take into account vaccination rates of teams. Like if, if it's more likely than like Vikings compared to another team, if they think it's more likely the Vikings might have three different weeks where they're playing without top players or Kirk, like if the starting quarterback isn't vaccinated, he has a better chance of missing games than another quarterback might, right? On top of the injury risk already in football. And so there's been some speculation that 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 information has been taken into the market price with these sports books, that maybe this is a nine and a half or a 10 over under that's being brought down to eight and a half because so many prominent players have publicly come out. Harrison Smith, Thielen, I think was, uh, I don't want to throw other names. I know Harrison Smith, Thielen, and Cousins now. Um, someone said Sheldon Richardson maybe yeah, he, too. he's not, va- or he, he said in June that he was not vaccinated. Um, Alex Madison, I think, you know, basically said it with his comments well, about Rick Well, I'll Dennison, give you one so. that surprised me. 
Wyatt Davis didn't practice last night, which, which means the third round pick is not vaxxed because un unless he's sick and tested positive himself, which we don't think he did, he did not practice. So that, that so he was a close contact. He's in the same, you know, same boat as Cousins and Stanley. Yeah. That surprised me. And that and that also, uh, and, and we can flush this out tonight, that also gets into the very heart of the right guard discussion for which Davis's name, when I asked the coach about it, was not brought up. Yeah, that's a telling sign. You don't go from not being brought up and not mixing in a week, a month before when, the season to being the starting week one. When right Drew Samia's so. name is mentioned and yours is not, you got to look inside you real quick mm -hmm. and say, what am I doing here? One more quick, uh, you know, I'm going to save my offensive line thoughts for tonight. All right. If you guys, you guys want to join yeah. us for a little purple after dark later on tonight, we're going to be uh, live on the purple daily YouTube channel. It sounds like probably around like seven o'clock central time right now in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'll be cheersing by then. So yes. Um, so that's it. And, and, you know, I fully expect a reasonable level-headed discussion in the purple daily comment section about all of this, just like well, I've seen on my Twitter account. A lot of level-headed, respectful discussions among people. Can we tie this into the model of this show? Because it works perfectly. This show is all about talking about how the Vikings can win a Super Bowl for the first time ever, yep. and even get to a, a Super Bowl for the first time since um, 1977. So, tying this all together, if you don't have your starting quarterback, guess where you're not going, Phil Mackey? The Super Bowl. So, so like, I don't care what your belief is and you don't care what mine is deep down because we all got our own beliefs. Uh, but I think we all are on the same page of you want a Super Bowl title, right? How do you get there? And that's where, and that's where I believe it's just, I mean, this can't be ignored and I don't think it needs to become an uncivil huge, huge debate because we're not debating it we're telling you what the facts are to get a super bowl if you don't like the protocol that was put in place last night don't be mad at us don't be mad at mike zimmer don't be mad at the vikings be mad at the nfl and the nfl's doctors that have helped put together this protocol and, and just just no quickly good. just quickly as well in the last cba which i told everyone was a joke the NFLPA signed off on allowing the league to basically do medically whatever it wanted. Mm -hmm. So be mad at the players too. And, and and like, I mean, Kirk, if Kirk's going to stand by what Kirk believes, Kirk really needs to come out and challenge the union. Yeah. Like I, that, they screwed him. It will be interesting to see what he says when he comes back because he'll speak to the media, I would guess, later on this week. Like he's the starting quarterback, so he's going to talk. You could zoom in, you know. I'm going to guess he's going to say no on that, but he'll he'll speak at some point. Yes, he will. And anyway. it'll be interesting to see what he says. So uh, we appreciate, appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, Judd is is covering training camp at scorenorth.com. You can see we've we've been much more active for the first time on Scornorth TikTok, and we're always active on Scornorth Instagram too. So check us out. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys actually later tonight.